but yeah, I, I think when I did start to excel in school and stuff, dad definitely fed into that. Well, our dad is usually a main source of subject when discussing our personal and mutual dysfunction. We would like to emphasize the fact that having daddy issues or a father at all is not required to blame poor life decisions on your childhood or to join us in discussion. This podcast aims to create a safe environment for young adults to open up and reflect on how and why they are the way that they are and how to use or lose those behaviors going forward in a light, comical, and laid-back setting. Basically, we get drunk and get real about our choices, and we invite anyone and everyone to join us. We are an all-inclusive space. Childhood trauma spares no one. What happened to you this week? Like, I'm just curious. What's something fun? Oh, let me tell you. Well, I don't know if I'd call it fun. (laughs) Funny. (laughs) Definitely funny. It's fun for me. (laughs) Okay, so I haven't really said it before, but I'm in PA school right now. Um, Just started back in August, so it's been quite the adjustment. And um, this week, I was on campus studying with a new friend that I made. Um, we became friends through mutual sadness. Oh, yeah. You know, misery loves company, so we've really just clung to each other. It's been <laughs> great. Um, so we were both, like, studying and texting each other and basically being like, we're not getting anything done. So we were like, let's go on to campus and we will motivate each other. We will keep each other focused, you know, right. We'll get stuff done. So we get to campus and we get into a study room and that did not happen. We basically just wallowed in self misery for about two hours. Um, so we were on campus, we went to a study room and the study rooms are pretty cool. Because they're, like, all windows and, like, glass walls. So that's cool when you're studying. Um, but when you're crying. <laughs> when you're crying, that's not the best. So everyone walking past can, you know, see you. Um, no, we were, like, okay, there were a few tears. But we weren't, like, bawling our eyes uh-huh. out or anything. But it was very evident that we were not okay. <laughs> so we're in there talking and... One of the people from our class come by, comes by, and he's um, older. He's kind of, like, the go-to, like, he knows what he's doing. If anyone has any questions, goes to him. He has his life together. Mm-hmm. And he walks by and sees us, kind of peeks his head in, and he's like, are, are you guys okay? Clearly <laughs> and not. Like, um, no, not really. And then he became our therapist. <sighs> no, we were just like, no, we just have some personal stuff going on in our lives, and it's kind of like just bleeding into school, like, we're having a hard time focusing, and he was just, like, kind of comforting us, saying, it's okay if you need to take time for your personal life, blah, 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 like, school's not everything, you know, just giving us some really wholesome advice. That's a good dad. Yeah, (laughs) that's a good dad. His kids are not gonna have daddy issues. Um, So then he looks at us, and he asks, so are you guys, like, religious or, um, yeah, he just asked, like, are you guys religious? And first of all, me and my friend have talked about this before, and we have both said we are not religious right. because a lot of people in our class are, and we just can't relate, and we are just, like, we've always said, like, we're not religious. And she looks at him and goes, yeah, like, I don't really go to church every Sunday, <laughs> but I, you know, I'm religious. I grew up religious, and I was just, like, liar. I was like, what are you doing, girl? And then I, I, I just told him, I was like, mm, oh, I'm not really religious. Maybe, like, I would say I'm spiritual. I believe in a higher power and, 
stuff, but not religious. I don't go to church. Mm-hmm. And he looks at us and he's like, well, if you don't mind, I would love to just pray over you guys. And oh, I almost said her name. And my friend goes, oh, yes, honestly, we'll take anything right now. <laughs> please, times, please. And I was like, dreams. what are you doing? So we all bow our heads and pray. <laughs> the windows with the clear windows where everyone can see us and he honestly he says the most thoughtful prayer like the words were very very sweet and it was long like I would have to say upwards of three minutes and it just felt really long he saw a lot in you guys oh yes and he prayed over us and that we'd find clarity and peace have you I'm getting there Uh And it was it was really great, but he left, and we went on with our day, still struggling, and my friend looks at me, and she goes, Sonia, can you just take a minute and realize that we looked like such a disaster, that someone walked past us and literally asked, can I pray for you? Like, that is how much of a mess we are right now, <laughs> and it's just, it's just an accurate depiction of what my life was this week also I'd like to say that's not the first time (laughs) I was talking to my other friend telling her this story and she was like Sonia do you remember when we were it was an undergrad she's like we were walking past the MH it's that's a building on campus and she was like and this guy literally stopped and asked if he could pray over us like what is wrong with you that you are (laughs) attracting all these people to be like I need to pray for you and I'm just like that's just hot mess express that's just who I am I guess but yeah that was that was my week (laughs) but honestly I think his prayer might have pulled through for me because I did pretty good on my test so thanks I almost said his name thanks (laughs) I guy <laughs> that one guy but yeah that <laughs> was my week dad <laughs> since we're already on the topic of school I was going to kind of talk about that this week because I think I've been, like, chronically stressed from school since the third grade. Oh, as long as I've known you. It's been bad. Like, I don't know any third grader who's freaking out over their homework assignments, but that was me. That was you all the way to your core. Yeah. That's basically how I remember you. And I think third grade was the biggest, like, that was when I remember. That's when I can look back and be like, I was stressed literally about school in third grade. And in third grade, I... my teacher picked me out of, there were like a few of us in our class, she picked us out to um, test for this program called SWAS, so it was school within a school. Mm-hmm. So, not to chew my own horn, but it was um, a school for the gifted and talented students. Oh yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I was never even in the running. <laughs> but, so, a few students got um, chosen to test into it. You had to take a test in order to, like, be accepted into the program I guess I love the public school system oh yeah and so I took the test and I thought I got into the program I thought my test I thought I passed with flying colors and I chose I got to choose whether or not I wanted to go into the program mom left that decision up to me and um I went to like an orientation thing and 
I think they mentioned something about going to like Washington DC and I was like oh yeah mm-hmm. I'm gonna go I want to <laughs> go to this program so I chose to go to go into the program and um I can't remember fully but somehow in fourth grade I found out that I didn't actually pass the test to get into the program I think mom might have told me yeah I think innocently like she wasn't trying to like hurt my self-esteem or anything but it came up like you actually didn't pass the test to get into this program but my what happened is my third grade teacher was like no she needs to be in the program I know her Mm -hmm. test scores weren't um at the level that she needed to be but she should be in this program so she honestly should tell you even more I don't know but continue maybe But from that point forward, I began to have imposter syndrome in fourth grade. I was like, I am not supposed to be here. I am not supposed to be here. I didn't get the score that I was supposed to have. So from that moment forward, I feel like I looked around to everyone around me. I was like, oh, everyone here is smarter than me because they got the score that they needed to get into this program. Mm -hmm. So I need to like pick up the slack and work harder because everyone is already one step ahead of me. And I think that that has translated into my entire life. I look at people and I automatically assume, oh, they're smarter than me or they worked harder than me or things of that nature. Mm -hmm. So it always has, I think in a good way, has made me become disciplined because I feel like I have to work harder. But like seriously, in fourth grade, if I didn't get 100% on my spelling test and I didn't know how to spell like Mississippi I was having a I went into crisis mode oh this is totally off topic but kind of on topic do you remember when you used to be able to sing the um state song used to without ever oh trust me I still can I can just say I mean I don't think it's that big of a talent but I can say every single state in alphabetical alphabetical order in one breath I think that's that's like that's the impressive part yeah that's how we're going to finish this episode, I think. Okay. I'll f- I think Oof. that means to. I haven't done it in a while. Okay. Start warming up. Okay. We'll get to that. <laughs> but I remember you being that, that student. Like, I remember your entire elementary school was just about school. Like, I was all cliques and, and three-way calls and, and, you know, boys or whatever. And you were so, like, yeah stressed about everything. I mean, you were in a play, a school play, and I remember it being the biggest deal, and you were battling over who got to play what role. And It was Little House on the Prairie. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And I played the blind sister. Yes. <laughs> and I remember it just being just a source of stress and not a source of fun. I, I remember going to all of those events and just being like, we are on different planets. We live under the same roof, but we do not. Yeah, I, I don't think any other, well, I'm not going to say any other kid, yeah. but definitely wasn't the norm. Mm-hmm. And so that program was for through fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. And I remember in sixth grade, you had to retest to then be in the program in middle school. Mm. But my year, they were like grandfathering everyone into the middle school program. So we didn't have to oh retest. My gosh. So they went around, my teacher went around to each of us in our classroom. We had to stand up and say whether or not we were going to choose to be in SWAS in middle school or not. Uh-huh. And I remember she got to me and I stood up and she was like, Sonia, like, are you going to choose to be in the SWAS program? Or are you going to go back to like, I don't know what to call it, I Just guess, regular, general classes. Yeah. And I 
started crying in my in front of my entire class and was like oh I was like I think I'm just gonna go back to the regular classes this is just like a a big stressor in my life imagine a sixth grader <laughs> oh my gosh like that is like oh my god I was like I think I just want to be back in like the normal classes I did end up choosing to be in swas uh-huh. in middle school that's what I thought um but still the whole time I was like, oh, I just kind of got here on a whim because I didn't have to take the test again. Yeah. I was like, I got in, but I didn't have the test scores. And then I kind of got squeezed my way in. through the cracks in, into the middle school program. Then came high school in the academy at uh-huh. our high school. It was like a gifted and talented academy. Um, I tested for that. I actually had to take the test that time and I didn't get in. Oh, my gosh. And I remember my friends, they took the test too, and they didn't get in. They're like, eh, yeah, whatever. That was the end of my world. Yeah, I remember <laughs> that being such a big deal for you, and I just didn't understand because it was, like, very rare that people made it in because there were so many middle schools merging. Yeah. It was a very – and not just that, but people from other districts were com- – like, because you could go – if you test to be in those special programs, you can go um, to other districts. Yeah. Like, I, I seriously regret not trying to go to – Larkin like the, the art, art the fine mm-hmm. art one yeah but when I didn't get in like in my mind it was oh my gosh I'm never gonna be successful I'm not gonna go to college I'm nothing like I'm done I am so much done. pressure to put on an eighth grader oh my gosh I know but it all started from that when I found out that one time that I just didn't get the test scores to get in ever since then I was just like I am not supposed to be here I am faking it until I freaking make it. But that really is like the public school system relies so heavily on test scores and Mm -hmm. testing and and not really like the actual material that's being taught and knowing each student's strengths and weaknesses, because I think a lot more people actually could have thrived in SWAS, but never even got the opportunity because they didn't follow a standard. I honestly, when I got into PA school, I found my third grade teacher on I think just on I think she still works at the same elementary school teach Mm -hmm. at the same elementary school so I found her email address and I literally thanked her I was like honestly I don't think if I didn't go into that program I don't think I would have first off become as disciplined as I am now Mm -hmm. I don't think I would have um valued my education as much I was like you like vouching for me and telling them that I should be in that program even though I didn't get the test scores like you literally, I think, why can't I think of the word? Like validated or? No, I, like, I think she started my entire path that got oh, me yeah, to yeah. where she I was am like now. The pivotal like, moment. Yeah, like if I, I don't know if I would be in PA yeah. school or value education as much as I do or be as disciplined if she wouldn't have just like, if she didn't step up and be like, no, she should be in this program. So I was like, I thanked her because I was like, I don't think teachers get thanked enough mm-hmm. in general. And I just wanted her to know, you, I know I'm not the only student that she probably had an impact on, but I just want, I don't know if anyone has ever gone back and like thanked her before. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you literally are probably one of the biggest reasons why I am where I am today. And she, yeah, she emailed me back and she was like, wow, that was really That's thoughtful. Amazing. Yeah. But oh, I yeah, I just kind of always assumed like that you passed the test and I had no <laughs> idea that that didn't happen. And you were just a smart sibling. Like, you were the one that was going to be that's book the, smart. That's the thing. that I got that label, too. Uh-huh. And I think, like... No, I feel like I did. I got that label, and I felt like I had to uphold it. Yeah, but I feel like, though, that you also, like, took so much pride in that. Like, yeah. that was what you talked about all the time. I mean, I don't remember ever talking about anything besides school during those years. Yeah. 
like even your friendships I remember like your birthdays and stuff it was like oh my gosh my friends from Swaz are coming and and any time that you would talk to me about like drama it was always like Swaz versus the not Swaz or that or it was like oh so and so who gets better grades like Gilmore Girls you were very Rory of the situation it was like Uh. war of who was getting the best grades and doing the best on projects like and I'm sitting here like uh my friends are like fighting over like oh so and so held hands with someone at recess yeah you know what I mean so it was so hard for me I tried my best to try and like support you through all of that and I remember being really like in, into um that one friend and uh-huh and um she was awesome yeah and I loved that you guys started to almost go beyond the whole Swaz thing, but yeah. I didn't know fully how to relate to you on that aspect. It just wasn't something I found important, obviously. Well, I remember growing up, I always, I would talk to mom about it because ever we had five siblings and mm-hmm. everyone had their thing. Aunt was like karate. He was like a freaking black belt. Um Kikito, sorry, Kikito. Kikito, okay. Yeah. <laughs> C was like super good at piano. Mm-hmm. Um and then you, you were honestly always just, like, good at everything you did, which was kind of annoying. Okay. And well, that's not always true. I suck at school. We just established that. No, you. you don't suck at school because guess what? You went and took the ACT. You didn't <laughs> even know you were taking it that morning. And you went and you, like, got a great score on it. I went and took the ACT and fucking bombed it. And I had I to take tutoring score. for, like, three months. I got a great score to get into art school. I didn't get a great score, a great score. I okay. got, like, an above-average score. And... It was great for art school. Yeah. I mean, but it's all perspective. That was something I always like struggled with, struggled with. I would tell mom, I was like, I feel like I don't have something that I'm great at. Because I started a lot of things and I would quit. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of just adopted school to be the thing that I'm like really good at. And that's what people saw me as. And I feel like I just felt like I've had to uphold that image. Well, I think that's where you get a lot of your I mean, I love too. it yeah. too. I think you do enjoy learning and like and being good at that. Like mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that being the thing that you're good at by no means. Like but as of recently in PA school, I've realized that sometimes I too much pressure on yourself. Yeah, like it gets to almost an unhealthy point because like with school, I've always been stressed and like wanted to get good grades, felt like I had to work harder to keep up with everyone in order to keep that image but when PA school started I I've never I never really would have said I had anxiety I think other people might say mm-hmm. I had anxiety but I never wanted to um take that on as a characteristic um because we don't take responsibility for anything <laughs> exactly but when I started PA school I had my first panic attack my first few panic attacks like uh-huh. those were bad. your first those were not your first panic attacks Okay, I guess my first visual panic attacks. So I think before, if I were to have a panic attack, I would maybe like shut down, yes. um, kind of retreat to myself. But these were like the first hyperventilating tears coming down my face, yeah. not coming out of my nose. Like couldn't breathe. Like I actually like couldn't breathe. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I started PA school, I had multiple of those and. Uh, that's when I realized I was like okay this is just kind of getting a little bit out of hand Mm -hmm. and um it's because I think one of the really hard things is well COVID I'm starting PA school online and so I felt I felt very un very alone and um so we're doing all of our classes on zoom 
and professors will ask us questions and everyone in a lecture professors will ask us questions about what they just taught us and I'm sitting here like I have no idea I haven't had time to absorb this information I have no idea what's going on but there's always those like three or four people that can answer the question right away and I'm sitting here like oh my gosh like everyone knows more than me and now that I can look back I can see and now that I have friends as my classmates and I know that we're on the same page I know it's just those three or four that yeah they are just on top of their stuff but or they learn a different way they learn a different way but when every when those four people were always answering the questions I was like oh my gosh everyone knows everything and I don't yeah and like I reverted back to I'm not supposed to be here Mm -hmm. how did I get in here like back to fourth grade me when I got into SWATs like I'm not supposed to be here and I've just noted I noticed I always put other people up on these pedestals like that they're like I said earlier naturally smarter than me or work harder than me or have done more to get to like where we are Mm -hmm. and I don't deserve to be there and then I think that triggers an insecurity in me and I start freaking out and having anxiety but I feel like you've been doing better lately like I mean it was hard I mean any new change is gonna be crazy yeah regardless but I feel like I've watched you adapt and like oh I think definitely and honestly it's weird because I was thinking back I was like why am I like freaking out and I thought back to the whole swaz thing and I was like I think it honestly really started there and I think having that realization that that's where it all started and that that is just like so false like you said earlier mm-hmm. like a test score does not define who you are yeah. I'm like I think I finally realized I'm like why am I always putting other people ahead of me like they're better than me like mm-hmm. that's just not true so I think just taking the time to have that realization and to um yeah, to finally actually realize that I think I'm definitely dealing with the stress of school. I, th- I think in life, people treat it as, like, a competitive sport where you compare scores to other, like, against other people. Oh, yeah. But I think it's, life is like swimming. You beat your own time, period. Like, oh. don't worry about the person next to you. Well, that's Do the better thing. than what you did before. <clears throat> that's the thing. When we get our scores back, we see we don't ha- the scores don't have people's names, but we see everyone's scores. So you're automatically comparing yourself to the mean oh, of the class. Oh, it's a natural human instinct to do that. But just have it like in, like I feel like it's something I've come to terms with recently, and it's kind of my internal mantra because it's very easy to do that as an artist too. Mm-hmm. You know, like everyone's a competitor. Every everyone. Like, if, if you don't want my product, you're going to go to someone else, mm-hmm. right? And whatever that may be. And, you know, you just got to think, no, I just need to top myself. One of my classmates, they were saying, like, oh, I don't look at – because you can choose to look at the mm-hmm. scores of your classmates. And they were like, oh, yeah, I don't look at the scores of other people. How do you have that much willpower? I'm clicking on that right away to compare myself to everyone. Yeah, I think you should probably stop doing that. I can't stop. <laughs> I can't Send it stop. to me. I'll look, and then it'll like I'll just be like, "You did good," and then it can be moved on. Yeah. <laughs> so, do you think it at all has to do with the fact that like Dad didn't have any college education that you feel? Um. What I I was gonna say this earlier. So Dad is all. I don't know when it started, but he was always like, "You're gonna be this. You're gonna." Be. He wanted me to be in the FBI or something. Yeah. I think it was the FBI. He wanted me to be like a secret agent. Yeah. I don't know. He was like that. But or he was like, "You're gonna go to like you're gonna go to college. Mm-hmm. Where are we going to college? Like that's why I went to school in Texas and stuff too mm-hmm. because he was so excited for me to go to college. So I think that 
he was just excited for me because he didn't have that chance to go to college, mm-hmm. but he was always like, so where are you going to go to school? You know, what are you going to be? Are you going to be an FBI agent or are you going to be in the medical field? What are you going to So I yeah. think that that also kind of put a little bit of pressure on me because I was like, okay, I have to do this. He's expecting this from me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we've never had a conversation like that ever. Yeah. Ever. He was really excited when I was applying for college and stuff. Yeah. So and I think it started around in like high school when it started to become an actual reality that I would be going to college. He, we would talk about it a lot. And I don't um, think that he didn't see potential in me. I just don't think he saw that potential in me, which I think is also pretty accurate. Like I was never going to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of our family views me as an entertainer slash artist. Yeah. <laughs> That's just who I am. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that either. I mean, I kind of wish that was me. I think that we're doing what we're meant to be doing, for Mm -hmm. sure. But, yeah, I I think when I did start to excel in school and stuff, Dad definitely fed into that Mm -hmm. and was excited about that for me because he didn't have that. Mm -hmm. I think he struggled in school a lot. Like He did. Mm -hmm. Because even Mom said, like, she would try to, when her and Dad were together, have him – he wanted to go back to school. He wanted to go back to become an x-ray tech mm-hmm. and all of this stuff, and mom would try to push him to do it, but he wouldn't do it, and I think a lot of it stemmed from him being scared that he wasn't going to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. I think he truly wanted to, but he was afraid, so he didn't, so mm-hmm. then when he saw that potential in me, you know, parents try to sometimes live through their kids, so he was kind of yeah. pushed that on me, like, a lot, Yeah. so, but I'm very happy with where I'm at. I'm so happy that I'm in PA school. It's awesome it's been awesome and I really truly believe that that first hurdle that first shock almost like it was like an ice bath plunge for you I think that's the worst of it I really do there may be some more lulls but it won't go that low again it was bad yeah I hadn't I was freaking out yeah I really think that that's the worst of it because it's gonna get at least manageable and and to a point where it's it's kind of like and I'm not unique in that I, like, had imposter syndrome. Everyone oh, no, everyone did. Has it. Everyone it. does. Yeah. And I think that everyone was honestly freaking out. But because we're doing this in the times of COVID, we were all so alone. Mm-hmm. And we weren't able to look at each other in class and be like, are you freaking out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm freaking out. Instead, you're like, I'm freaking out. Holy shit, am I the only one that's freaking out? Am I equipped to do this? Like, PA school any kind of grad school, any, things are just not meant to be done alone like yeah. that. And it's it just forces you on an island and that's not how humans yeah. function and thrive. I mean, I work and I thrive in collaboration. Like that is, I, I find, I find so much beauty in collaboration of all forms. Mm-hmm. And like the best thing I've ever learned from art school is critique and having other people's input, whether it's good or bad, because it will make you better. I also would like to say some people just have a lot of false confidence. Yes. <laughs> and that, I've, I have to realize that mm-hmm. because I automatically think that everyone knows what they're talking about. Right. And they don't. <laughs> yeah. So if your coping mechanism is to, like, um, work harder and, and, you know, bridge that gap, their coping mechanism may be to act like they know what the heck they're talking about. Yeah, that's a lot of people mm-hmm. in my class. <laughs> I won't name any names. But, yeah. 
So I think that that definitely, that experience that I had back in third grade has affected me my whole life, but I honestly would say overall in a good way. Yeah. I think my like discipline and being able to focus on one thing and accomplish a goal is probably, I don't know, it's one of my favorite qualities about myself. So I think just being able to at least do one thing a day that's not school, that is for just like your own enjoyment and making that a priority, whether it's small or big, whether it's sitting down first thing in the morning and reading a book for fun, like a chapter, that's it. I've been doing, I've been listening to podcasts. Podcasts or um, getting out and moving when you work out, like those things, those all count, but just making sure and taking note, like I did this for me, just for me today. You want to know what the hard thing is though? You know what I was saying earlier, how school has kind of become my thing and then Kikito was Ant's thing, piano was C's thing, Mm -hmm. yours was always something artistic and everyone looks at that as their outlet to express themselves and mom's always like you need to do something to relieve your stress and like for you that would be doing like pole dancing or something artistic and like for C it would be like playing the piano but for me what I'm good at and what my thing is is school but it's also my stressor Mm -hmm. so I don't know where my outlet is to relieve my stress that comes from school So here's the thing. So I'm also a creative in my job and it becomes not fun, like Mm -hmm. fast. Like I get so much block and like sometimes it will affect even my creative hobbies and my outlets and stuff. And so like a lot of people think like, wow, you get to do such a fun job, but it's honestly not fun. It's like I took my hobby and I, and I put it into this thing that is just like, I have to do this at a certain time. Yeah. Like how I, it is with school for me. With school. For learning, I guess. Right, for learning. So I think, though, that you can have other sources of learning, whether it's listening to um, podcasts that are, like, maybe history or, or finding TED Talks or... I, I found as an adult, nonfiction is so much more interesting to read mm-hmm. than fiction. You just have to kind of find the things like biographies. I feel like you would love. I love memoirs. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I would like look for ways that you're still educating yourself because that is what you love to do, but that it's not an assignment and something that's got a deadline and something that you have to do at a certain time and yeah. have those two separate things. So technically you're still learning, but that's, wow. Yeah. Good idea. <laughs> Thank you. I'm gonna give that a try. <laughs> I think it would no, be that's really a good, good idea. for you. Because I, I think that's something I've always struggled with. Because mom is always like, "Take a break from school. Like, do something you enjoy." I'm like, "But school is what I enjoy." Yeah. But it's also my stressor. It's just kind and of confusing. And I think confusing. it's important because if you remember when Carl was uh, her senior year of high school, and like mom would braid Carl's hair every single night mm-hmm. before bed, and she's got such long hair, and. <laughs> Mom kind of had to stop, and Carl did not know what to do with herself because she had never had to do it herself. And mom had to wean. I'm not her sure off. where you're going with this. You're gonna be done with school before you know it. Oh, uh, okay. What are you gonna do then? Yeah. So start looking for those sources now. Start looking for the topics that interest you that you can educate on your own free time. Mm-hmm. So that way you don't finish school and you're not like. What am I doing crap. myself? Yeah, like that's actually kind of a worry. Like I feel like I'm because I'm going. Most people my age have had, like, a real job or a career at this point, and I'm going to be 26 and just have my first real job. I feel like I'm not going to know what to do with myself because yeah. I don't have a lot outside of school. 
Yeah, it's almost like you have to start almost weaning yourself off of it now. Yeah. So that way you don't hit a wall and be like, wow, what do I even do with myself now? I've been doing school for my entire life. Yeah. No, that's actually honestly a really good idea. And I think I need to yeah, try that out. And also now I have a new outlet, my podcast. Of course. <laughs> if you guys want to, you can go ahead and give us a follow on Twitter, underscore, underscore, daddy issues. Or you can head over to Instagram and follow us at underscore, underscore, daddy dot issues. And if you want to give me a personal follow, it's Sonia Mac underscore. Oh, actually, we're not anonymous, are no, we? No, we've said our names like a million times. Yeah, I said my name like five times in this episode. Sonia Mac underscore, if you want to give me a little follow on Instagram and Twitter, I love it. <laughs> and I do pole dancing, so give me a follow, glory.pole. All right, see you next week. Bye.